0: Tiger fans, welcome to another episode of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I am the Corey C. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You don't want to miss out on a single episode. We have a lot of new shows coming up, with, obviously, with football season in full swing now. So you want to make sure you're right there to get that notification. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on the Apple Podcast app, the Google Podcast app, Spotify. Just Google Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, and you'll find us. So be sure to follow the show and tell every Tiger that you know. And remember, when you support Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club, It all helps the cause, which is the I love Jackson State University. And of course, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head on over to the website. Or use your mobile device and sign up to get in on the action be sure to use the promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right. And we're here already. I know it's still early in the season. We're still in September. We're already talking boom box classic. That's usually a little bit later on in the year, but we're getting, we're getting at those Jags already. And back again to talk about the team is an award winning freelance writer who covers Southern Jaguars for the advocate and Baton Rouge. None other than Mr. Jim Klein, Peter, welcome back to the show. Glad to be on. Thank you for having me. All right. How's everything going? It's, uh, you
1: know, we all love football season. And the hardest week is that last week before it starts.
0: It seems like it takes forever. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we're here, obviously, the football season. But as I mentioned already, Jackson State and Southern a little bit earlier than we're normally used to it. But, hey, we had to make sure that this game took place, obviously, with the additions to the SWAC. Uh, We can't play everybody every year. So when we look at that schedule and it's the year that we – when the game doesn't count in the standings, we still want to play Southern. So definitely looking forward to that. But let's talk about the opening game for Southern. Obviously, Jackson State has already played twice, but Southern opened up last week against Bama State, a game that I think many people probably expected them to win, but came up short 14-10, to and they were scoreless in the second half. Five turnovers, and I think the most costly turnover was in the third quarter. They were up 10-7, and your quarterback, um, Mr. Blood, was strip-sacked deep in Bama State territory and led to the go-ahead touchdown. So a devastating loss. So if you can kind of give us a recap of that one.
1: Yeah. I, you know, the big question was Harold blood. This is their third uh, new starting quarterback to, in, in the, in the third, uh, in three years. Mm-hmm. And everybody was wondering, he, he's a guy that's been uh, on the team. This is his fifth year in the program. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just never really got any, any major action. He, he got into a couple of games late when they were already decided, but um he really started out pretty well. Uh, a seventy-seven-yard drive, uh, fourteen plays for a touchdown. He threw for ninety-five yards on his first two drives, mm-hmm. but he only, uh, you know, he only threw for uh, seventy-one after that. So, yeah, it was. Um, they were hoping for better, uh, and it wasn't all his fault. He threw a couple of interceptions, had the fumble. It wasn't all his fault. I, okay, uh, they. Just the Jaguars made mistakes, a couple of holding penalties along with the turnovers, and uh, they they were in the game. They were one play from taking the lead the whole game uh, uh, and just could not uh, get anything going offensively from the second quarter
0: on. Right. And you mentioned it not being his fault, a couple of those turnovers. And that's the thing. When you look at the box score and you don't see the game, it may not tell you exactly how the game went. So, you know, we see 17 for 34, 166. We see the touchdown, but we see the three turnovers and it appears that he struggled. Coach Dooley, he kind of downplayed the idea of making a quarterback change. So how would you say Blood's debut went relative to the expectations going in? Well, it
1: depends on who you're talking to. I mean, the fans, it uh, wasn't good enough. But uh, mm-hmm. Dooley, and, and I think he's right. You got to be fair to the kid. It wasn't all his fault. Uh, now he made he threw two interceptions, and they pretty much I think were his fault. Uh, he made some throws where he was late with the ball, and uh, like I, there was one throw that it looked like it was going to be a touchdown, but he hesitated and made the throw, and then the, the defensive back was able to get a, get there in time to knock it down, or it would have been a touchdown. At, you know, if the wide receiver catches it so uh i I thought he looked good his poise looks good he he, he's um it didn't, he didn't make a lot of mistakes in the pocket, I didn't think. Uh, he, he ran when he needed to. Uh, he was their most effective runner because the other backs averaged, uh, the running backs averaged 2.7 yards. I, I think he played well enough for them to win. Uh, they, he, they, Like I said, they were one play from, from uh, taking the lead, and they, they just really never got closer than the 41-yard line of uh,
0: Alabama State uh, after the second quarter. You mentioned the offense having some success early, but pretty much being bogged down for the rest of the game. And then you talked about the running backs as well. I know they struggled to get it going, both Kobe Dillon and Gary Qualls, who, interestingly enough, he's the former all-swack running back from Alabama State who's now at Southern, but only 69 yards rushing as a team. And I know they lost their three leading rushers from last season. So talk a little bit about that run game. Is there a guy who they expect to step up this season? Well, you know, you got they've
1: got – um uh, let's, let's go to the offensive line first and, and the mm-hmm. offensive line is kind of a question mark too. So you're not going to run the ball if you don't have a good offensive line and they have four four guys that have started back on the offensive line. Now that's good, but I'm not talking about four guys that started 10 games. I'm talking about, mm-hmm you know, four guys that had some starts. So okay. I think the offensive line had some struggles and had a hand in, in the low rushing numbers. Yeah, you, you know, the backs are good. Quarles is a good back. I mean, he's a proven back. Kobe Dillon's a proven back. He's coming off, uh, uh having missed all of last year injury, with a yeah. knee injury um so uh and he's kind of a power back and he's a guy that that they need uh and then uh, Kendrick Rhymes is a is a Mississippi guy who uh really was their best uh, he was their best back toward the end of last year uh and and a very capable back so they've got the talent there and they've got some guys behind those guys too but uh i, I think maybe there's a little bit of a problem with the offensive line they're not mm-hmm. quite there yet and they had they committed a couple of bad holding penalties, one, uh, two holding penalties that killed uh, two drives. Uh, you know, when you get when you get second and twenty, it's you know you're probably going to be punting in a couple of in a couple of downs. So um, that they've got a uh, they've got a uh, they've got to work on that and and get the offensive line going to get the running game going.
0: With an offensive line like that, kind of what you described, I know that's new to Southern fans. I know, you know, facing that team each year, that's one thing that it is, especially if we go back a couple of years ago, Coach Dothamodum, that's one thing that he really, really focused on and prioritized is having a bunch of guys up front, big guys, and being able to rotate them out and having some depth. So I know that's something new from Southern, kind of seeing the offensive line struggle if you look at the passing game as well only we're going back to blood only 17 completions but uh, the thing that i noticed that he really spread the ball out amongst 10 different receivers and backs and no one caught more than three balls so are there any guys who you can see or are expected to maybe emerge from the pack throughout the season or can we just look to see him spread it around that much that's, that's different you don't see that often
1: yeah um uh, eric dooley um he brought in a couple of guys that he had at Prairie View. Um, and they, those two were in the starting lineup. Uh, and that's Jalen Howard, who, who Mm -hmm. I think is a guy that he wants to stretch the field. In fact, the first, the first play of the game, the Harold Blood's first pass was a bomb that he overthrew. Howard was open by a couple of, couple of steps, but he overthrew him. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think uh, that was, Kind of to set the tone, let the defense know they you know they were going to attack vertically, and uh, Jalen Howard's a guy uh, that, uh, uh, and then there's there's Colby Washington. He caught mm-hmm. a couple of passes. They brought in a guy named George Qualls, not Quarles but Qualls okay. without the R, and um, he is he made some nice catches. Um, I, you know, there's probably some chemistry things about, you know, getting, getting everybody, uh, lined up, but, uh, he threw to the backs and, and duly likes to, uh, his backs to catch passes and all three of the running backs are, are good athletes and, and good receivers. So, um, I think as we go, excuse me, as we go along, we're going to see some more, um, I think we're going to see a better community, a better, uh, uh chemistry between the quarterback and his receivers. And you're going to see some passes to the running backs, uh, just taking the safe play and taking,
0: you know, a five or six yard gain instead of, you know, gunning for uh, 20 yards. Right. And with that offense being stagnant for the large majority of the game. And as you look at the upcoming game with Jackson State, a team who despite last week, can put up some points on offense and things last week they set them back in, in terms of mistakes that they costly mistakes that they made offensively and then obviously a stout defense as well so southern will need to put up some points to stay in this game so who are the guys who need to step up on offense for Southern?
1: uh well um along with the offensive line I, I, I Harold Blood's got got to show some improvement I mean he he didn't like i said I don't blame everything on him but but he was you know he quarterbacks have have all the power to make a play okay mm-hmm. and uh, i for, at, at some point he did okay but uh, he uh, he's got to step up and um i think the receivers have to get open this this is what the southern struggled with last year uh they there's their receivers had Trouble getting open. And I think Dooley has a lot of his quarter, uh, his receivers back from last year, but he went out and got some more. And, he, mm-hmm. it's, and he's trying to tell them, look, if you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to run your route and get open, we'll, we'll find somebody that will. So uh, they need for Howard to step up. They need for Qualls to step up. And uh, Cassius Allen, who is their top receiver from last year, uh, they, he had a couple of targets. They didn't throw to him too much. But he's a guy that he's a big 220 uh, pound receiver who you can just throw the ball up to him and he, he's probably going to outfight somebody for it. But uh, the backs need to step up too. They need to. Uh, uh, but but I, think, I think that everything will, will be better for Southern if the offensive line plays better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. How frustrating was this loss from a defensive standpoint? I mean, Southern only gave up two touchdowns and one was on a short field with only, I think it was a 17 yard drive or so after a turnover. They held Bama State to under 90 yards rushing, 2.3 yards per carry. You mentioned Southern struggling rushing the football, but so did Bama State, and even under 100 yards passing. So if you had told me, and we talked about looking at the game versus looking at the box score, but if you had told me that and I didn't see the score, I would bet that Southern won the game. So let's talk about from a defensive standpoint, the mindset now.
1: Well, the the defense played well enough to win uh, on about 90% of the games. You know, they were really good. Uh, they they stopped uh, every time Southern turned it over or gave up the ball deep in their territory. The defense came up with the stop except that one time mm-hmm. when uh, 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 the Hornets had the ball on the 17-yard line to start the drive. You just can't expect too much more out of them. Uh, they did struggle a little bit in the first half because um, – and I don't know if Alabama's going to play like this all year but they really played a, a close to the vest conservative Type of game they used a bunch formation, you know, with the with the triangle of players, and they would move them around. They would they would flip flop offensive linemen and and go out, go with an unbalanced line. Southern had a little trouble adjusting to that. And what happened in the first half is even though Southern played well on offense, they they only had three drives in the first half, and uh, mo- mainly that was because uh, Alabama State controlled the ball. They would run two plays and then they pick up the third downs, and it was with uh, the, that shifting, it confused Southern a little bit. And they, they, they finally got a handle on it in the second half. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think the offense played, uh, the defense played heroically for Southern. They kept them in the game. And uh, there's really nothing uh, for that defense to be, to be down about, you know, other than not being able to, to, to hold off that, uh, that go ahead touchdown.
0: Right. And one of the huge bright spots on the defense that played so well was the preseason All-Swag linebacker Jalen Campbell. He led the team in tackles last season and he picked up right where he left off this past Saturday, 15 tackles and a sack. So who are some guys in the defense overall that if you're a Jackson State fan, you can expect to hear their name being called a lot on Saturday.
1: Definitely Jalen Campbell. That guy is a tackling machine. He piles them up. You know, he gets to the ball. Uh, he, he's he's a he's a good pass rusher. I mean, you know, you see these guys miss the quarterback. Sometimes they get that they get back there and they miss the quarterback. And he he's a sure tackler. Um, the, the two guys that need to play well for Southern are, are Rashid Lyles and Davin Cotton. They're the tackle. They're the defensive tackles. Um and uh, uh, Rashid Lyles is a Louisiana tech transfer who uh, actually played pretty well for tech last year. He had some decent numbers and he was in the rotation. I don't think he was a starter. Uh, and then Davin Cotton is an LSU transfer from uh, uh, about four years ago who uh, he was, he was a starter two years ago and he got hurt and missed all the last season. He had to have reconstructive knee surgery. Um, if he plays well, you know, you, you'll, you'll hear his name. He's a, he's quick. He's not a, he's not a, a, you know the big run stopper, but he's a guy that'll get penetration for you. And then, Kelby Givens, their their defensive end, is a very good player. He he's a, a freshman last year. If if the, if the SWAC had picked an all freshman team, he'd have been on it. And mm-hmm. uh, he was a, a forced defensive. And Southern has their two cornerbacks back from last year, so they've they've got a, a good setup in the secondary. Three starters overall. They made some moves back there with with some. Uh, they shuffled some players around, but I think you know when you have your uh, their secondary, uh, when you have your starting corners back, and they're and they're long, you know, they're both six two, uh, Kristen Davis and uh, Rodney Johnson. Uh, so they did a good job too, and uh, they just couldn't they couldn't you, know, you stop the little dump offs over the middle. That's that's what that's what killed them the most in, in trying to stop those uh, Alabama State drives.
0: Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And talk about Coach Dooley. I know he mentioned throughout the week needing to move on from what he called a very, very, <laughs> he emphasized very disappointing loss quickly with Jackson State Lumen. So just talk about his mindset and maybe his message for the team. Well, I, you know he—he's yeah. You know, he
1: came to Southern. He's he's kind of viewed as the guy who's going to get Southern back to the Pete Richardson days. He coached under Pete for uh, what thirteen or fourteen years at Southern. He knows what it means. He 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 gets a lot of his um his attitudes and and philosophy from Coach Richardson and uh, who's beloved, you know. And so mm-hmm. uh, I know he feels. You know, he's probably a little embarrassed about how bad his offense was Mm. last year because that's what he that's his calling card. He's his own offensive coordinator. He doesn't have an offensive coordinator. I think one of the things he did, and and I think it just shows that that, you know, he's not above uh, holding himself accountable. He went out and got Willie Totten to come and coach. The quarterbacks as yeah, quarterback, not as offensive is. coordinator, but as a quarterback's coach. And, and there's a name that resonates. So I, I think um, he's hoping that, um, you know, the v- blood will develop better under, um, under Willie Totten and uh, quickly, because uh, you know, this is, this is a tough matchup. I mean, uh, Jackson state in the second game, you know, you, you know, sometimes you slip in some of the division two opponents, but no, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're going against two really good defenses with a, with a first time starting quarterback so uh, Dooley is, is he's he's kind of you know the, the southern fans are already restless i can tell you my my, mm-hmm. my inbox wow. is, mm-hmm. is full yeah. of their restlessness so um they, they're looking for they want some offense and you know just a little bit more offense last week would have gotten them a victory and uh, all they got out of it was a touchdown and a field goal and and, and that's just not enough and, and
0: Dooley knows that better than anybody So if you had to guess what he's placed the most emphasis on this week in terms of things that need to be cleaned up, what would that be? The offensive line is just, what would you say? Probably the offensive line, you know, they, you know, they,
1: they did, they were a highly penalized team last year. They only had six in this game, but they had only one in the first half and it was a delay a game that didn't hurt them. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's those two holding penalties that, that are sticking in his craw, I think a little bit, uh, and I even asked him. I said, "Did you? I, you know, we all know you can call you know, referees can call holding on just about any play. And if you yeah. if you watch the game closely, you see it, you know. But uh, I asked him if he thought those were good calls, and he said he. I think I got the impression that he thought one of them was uh, very questionable, and it really hurt them. You know, it wiped out a, a big gain, and wiped out a first down, and set them back. Not only." So uh, yeah, I mean, I think he wants them to stop making so many mistakes. Uh, And, you know, when you talk about the interceptions, he didn't say it was the receiver's fault, but there were a couple of plays where, you know, it might have been the receivers may have been at fault for an incompletion or an interception. So I think that's what he's looking for. And, and, and blood has to be better, too. He was good, but, but he was okay in some spots. But he's got to be a little bit uh, –
0: uh, he's got to be above average, not just not, – not mediocre. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you say is the outlook for the rest of the season? I mean, despite the underwhelming performance, his team was picked to finish first in the SWAC West, and uh, there's obviously some talent on the roster. Nine players selected for the preseason all-SWAC team. They had three on the first team six on the second team. So getting back to that SWAC championship game still has to be the goal and expectation, right? Absolutely. Uh, I I think there, I I don't think the
1: West division has has a clear leader, Uh, you know, you got, you got, um, I thought Texas Southern was going to be the dark horse and they're already down Mm -hmm. one uh, because they had, I thought they had the best quarterback for Southern. It's going to depend on, on how quickly a, a blood can pull it together and, and, become a force in the game and where, because, I mean, Dooley wants to throw the ball. So his quarterback has to play well. I mean, he's got to play well every game. They can't afford an off game from the quarterback. So they've got to get blood playing at a higher level. And uh, you know, I give him the first game. That was his first start. I'm sure he was, he was nervous, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, when you when you put so much emphasis on the passing game, you, you're you're asking your quarterback to go out there and win games for you, and he didn't have a quick hook last year. In fact, he—I thought a lot of people uh, agree with me that he should have made a change, you know, uh, three or four games uh, earlier than, than what he did. So um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think he's confident, in Blood. But I know that, that the kid behind Blood is, is, can can do the job. He's a very talented. Transfer from Grambling, who comes from up north, named Noah Bodney. He was, a, a, I think, a three-star recruit coming out of high mm-hmm. school. So this is a guy that uh, that can play.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, before I let you go, I want to get some quick thoughts on this Jackson State team. I know you don't cover this team, but, you know, being around the SWAC, you know, at SWAC Media Day, just, just a guy who's around the conference. What are your thoughts, especially coming from what we had last season, a huge transition, a roster almost overhaul, still high expectations, started with the bang, and, kind of hit a roadblock in week two. So what are your thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, I see. Um, you, you know, I, I, you got. It looks like he's got a couple of quarterbacks th- that can play. Uh, it looks like they want to go with the uh, the, the drop-back quarterback Brown. J- mm-hmm. uh, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason Brown, he's correct, kind yeah. of a dropback guy. He's not. He's not as much of a runner a- as the uh, as the other guy. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like they, they want to go that that route. But but they but the thing Jackson State has that I like is this, they've got a solid running game and they, and they mm-hmm. ran the ball. I thought they ran the ball pretty well on Florida Am if you look at the box score you'll see you know some sack yardage and then a 27 yard loss probably looks looks like some kind of a, a messed up play and mm-hmm. that yep. you know but but the uh, uh, mulligan looks like a, a, a solid back he's a mm-hmm. he's a hefty guy look, looks like a power guy that that, that can mm-hmm. take the ball a lot of carries and um I mean you know if you've got that that that's a that's a good that, that, that bodes well for balance on offense if you can get your passing game going. So mm-hmm. I, I see, I can see Jackson state is not going to be, you know, they're not going to be thrown for 500 yards a game uh, like they did with Shadir Sanders. So, uh, uh, but, but it looks like they've got a pretty good all around and it, and it didn't look like uh, they really got dominated as much as it, it originally, it first looked like.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that, that's when that's when looked, yeah. When
1: you look behind the, uh, Behind the stats, I think you'll see that uh, you know they played much better in the second half. Definitely, but uh, I, you know, they, you know, you can't get you get down twenty eight to nothing. You you're it's probably tough. not going to win no matter mm-hmm. what you do in the second half. So uh, that's that hurt that hurt. You know, and and maybe there was some complacency. That uh, I mean, Coach Taylor talked about how you know he was very disappointed that his team, you know, the way they responded, and maybe winning that first game, they thought it was still you know twenty twenty two and twenty twenty one. And, uh, and, and maybe, you know, even though there's a lot of new players, uh, you know, the attitude, uh, you know, they maybe got
0: a little bit of a wake-up call. Absolutely. Well, if there was some complacency, I don't see that happening this weekend. That's for, for either team. I mean, this could, especially, you know, both teams coming off losses. Southern coming off three straight losses to Jackson State. I know that's a no-go in Baton Rouge. Uh, so this could be a memorable one, especially when you factor in the atmosphere. I mean, one of the best in college football, another sellout, and you just never know what to expect when these two teams get together.
1: Yeah. One of the biggest surprises to me was, uh, it was two years ago, um, Southern had, uh, they held homecoming and they had about 23,000. But when Jackson State came to town, they they, they topped that, they had 25,000 plus. And it was just as hard getting to the stadium that day as it was uh, for homecoming, which to me, Southern's homecoming is like, it's just a traffic jam all day. So, um, and, and the, the the stadium is gonna be fun. They, they put in some LED lights. They're gonna be able to Love do it. the flashing yeah. lights and the you know the color, different colors yeah. of lights. Lights and, and bathing the whole stadium so the atmosphere is going to be crazy southern fans are going to be loud because you know you know they they felt like the the one the one last week is one that got away mm-hmm. and they're hungry they want
0: to win one mm-hmm. you talk about that traffic jam but I mean, we have lsu and grambling kicking off around the same time right down the street so any traffic advice for those of us coming in from out of town i mean should we just sleep at the stadium friday night I might have to get a hotel room Friday night
1: just to, and I live in Baton Rouge just to be able to make sure I can get to Southern yeah. and beat the traffic. But uh, I'm going to leave super early for that game. I'm going to have to. So, because uh, I live right by LSU and it's, okay, I know how wow. that's going to be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to a beautiful weather forecast. Six o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Fun fact, two former Tigers are on the Southern roster. You mentioned one, Rasheed Lyles. He's a La Tech transfer, but he originally signed with Jackson State. He was in Coach Prime's first recruiting class. And then also Jelani Davis as well. I just transferred from Jackson State. So looking forward to that reunion. Looking forward to a fun, exciting rivalry game. So I will see you there. Get there early. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. All right, as always, we appreciate it. Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club is presented by Bet Online.